definitely adding to this waistline. We, we, we want none of that here. None of that here. Now, what flavor Gary Rage you got now? Y'all are going to hate me. Depends on the flavor. That's why I'm saying, because it's a... Uh... Lime cucumber. That's the best one, man. Okay, good. Thank you. Because it's very divisive is what I find found out. That shit's disgusting. I found out that this is very divisive. That shit is fire. This is absolutely my favorite one. Don't know if I have an opinion on it. Because I don't know if I've tried it. I feel like... uh, by everybody's reaction, I should remember trying it. Uh, don't worry about it. But you know what you should worry about? This That's really... You know what else? That's really fucking good with a bit of vodka in it. And with that, welcome back to the Space Light Collective Podcast. <laughs> ah, thank you guys. <laughs> Where you get our... Where does drink mix mix concoctions? Bruh, Faderade is always the thing. I just decided to do it tonight. I think we, we started. Well, and I <laughs> muted while I took a bite of my mole because there was a nice crunchy onion. Very good. Very good. Up on in there. Delicious. We, we started the year with um, the wine with the fancy ass grapes in it. Now we're going towards the end with Gatorade and tequila. Yeah, because, you know, that's how you do. You start out that's strong, and you get the cheap shit by the end. That's how it, all parties beat her up. And remember, we're only trying to be bougie here. We don't want to be full-on bougie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Honestly, I would just give this a B. <laughs> a boo. <laughs> Both of y'all get up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know what energy I have tonight, but I'm very happy about whatever it is. And joining, as always, on this episode, we have the mad doctor themselves, the Dama Lama writer, Christine Vitor. It's a drink! It's a drink! (laughs) It's a drink! Oh no, hold on. (laughs) It's like, it's a miracle when I wake up in the morning and it's like, he's alive! He's yeah. alive! Or maybe it's a cocktail. It's a cocktail. It's a cocktail. It's a cocktail. <laughs> Bringing the Latino heat. Bean Lavario. Mm-hmm. What's up? R.I.P. Eddie Grow. Um, making the way downtown, going home. It's the one and only Jason Dean. 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 You know, honestly, I'm gonna give you a A for amazing effort. I did not expect it. Thank you. That was great. <laughs> some days I got it. Some days I don't. Last week was definitely a don't. You know why, Des? Because we need you, and we miss you. And now on to the story. Perfect setup. Oh my Perfect Last week, you uh, strolled right into that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, last week, we had the video game awards, and all I can say is the only highlight for that damn award was where is he at? 
Christopher Judge acceptance speech for best performance for God of War Ragnarok. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, that part. Had me emotional. Like you can tell he was going through something, and he's still going through something. But he powered through it, and he got to meet Al Pacino. <laughs> Sorry, Al Pacino was there. Yep, he presented the award for best performance in the video game. What? But why was Al Pacino there, though? Right? Like, I'm like, but why? They tried to. I, I mean, I saw okay. On its own, but I didn't know about the Al Pacino thing. Dude, bro, does not really have anything in the pipeline, and the last 15 years of movies he have done have been pretty fucking bad. Nuh-uh, did you watch Jack and Jill? <sighs> no, because. <laughs> I have a little thing called taste and self-respect. <laughs> he's, in, he's in that, um... But also, if I was paid however much money Al Pacino was paid, I probably would have been in that movie. So obviously my self-respect doesn't go that far. Yeah. Neither did his when I watched Dunkachino. But he did... I have he... seen that clip and I don't... But he did need say, to watch anything else. He did mention, yes, he don't play video games, hence why the oddity that he's there. But he can acknowledge that the fact that the actors that are nominated for this award does elevate the world of acting in terms of like, he was basically breaking down mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter if they're voice actors, motion caption actors, or actors who are doing video games, it's still at the end of it acting. They're putting on a performance that does elevate a story. And he did so he was he was reading. No, he was a not. Prompter. He was not reading the prompter. He was not looking at anything. You could look at the video. He was just like, he's like, just... I'm here. <laughs> he's like, I'm here. And then he broke it down. Then he's he's like, okay, I got a prompter to read. I was like, yep, <clears throat> yep, <clears throat> okay. But still, hey, he's there. It was funny, but he did a show on um, Amazon. I forget. Oh my god, I forgot the name of it. They canceled it after the fucking second season, but it's again the final season anyway. Um, the Nazi Hunters show it had Logan Herman in it. I'm not fucking. Oh, I heard about that one. Um, the dude from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, fucking. Oh my was god. That Ratner? No. Yeah, Josh Ratner. That's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so weird, man. <laughs> I literally I think saw... I vaguely remember this, but like it took them so long. Because... I haven't really been watching any Amazon Prime shit, so there's we'll we'll get to it. But there is an Amazon Prime show. I, I think you should definitely watch. Ooh, yeah. okay. But um, okay. but let's break down the winners. We have Game of the Year, Elden Ring one. Not surprised. Best game direction, Eldarine again. Just, it's just, just ah. Uh, um, praise the fucking Erd Tree. <laughs> uh, best narrative, uh, beating out um, a Plague Tale, Requiem, Eldarine, Horizon, and Immor- Immortality. That's one I have not heard before, so that's surprising. But um, God of War Ragnarok, Ragnarok won for best narrative. Best Art Direction, Eldering. Best Score, Bear McCreary for God of War. 
Best Audio Design, God of War. Like we said before, Christopher Judd's one. Um, Games for Impact. That's a weird title for a category. Um, As Dusk Falls, Xbox Game Studios. Interesting. Um, Best Ongoing Game, Beating Out Apex Legends of Fortnite. Final Fantasy, that Final Fantasy MMO, that song. Mm, 14. Thank you. I do not know how to read more numerals. Um, This, I'm actually happy. It was either going to be this or Cult of Lamb that was going to win. Straight Mm -hmm. one for Best Indie. Oh, nice. That makes sense. Um, Best Indie Debut. um, Blue 12 Studios and Annapurna for Stray. Um, Best Community Support, Final Fantasy 14. I'm community in- support. Mm-hmm. They have an award for that shit. Yep. Damn. Don't. <laughs> Did they give it to the only people that tried? <laughs> Cause like what community support exists in like any mainstream titles anymore? I don't know. Like be real. I, I don't know. <laughs> like I said, these, some of these award categories are just like what? Um, this one just came out, but it beat Genshin Impact, Diablo Immortal, which is actually rightly deserved. It's fucking Diablo Immortal. Um, Apex Legends, Mobile, and Tower of Fantasy. What the fuck is that? Marvel Snap. They just came out literally a month and a half ago. Wow. Wonder how people feel about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see a lot of people talking about it. But hey, it won an award, so people voted on it. Uh, best VR game. Moss Book 2. Okay. This one, okay. I get it. The fans love it, but okay. Bayonetta 3. It beat out <sighs> Sifu uh, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. <sighs> Blame the people who voted, which would be fans. Not industry, not the people in the industry, the fucking fans. <sighs> uh, back, that, well, that was a weird coming out of my mouth. Best action adventure, God of War, won another award. Best role playing game, Elder Ring. This one I am surprised. Best fighting game, Multiverses, WB Games. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to feel about that. It beat out JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle R. Oh fuck you! All right, yeah, no, fuck that. That I, I, I played both. Absolutely. You know what? They're only. I have some thoughts about that. I have some fucking thoughts about that. Okay. I feel like with the video game awards, like they have to pick uh, a date range because it just feels weird to me that games that released a month previously to the awards coming out, like, shouldn't be. Nominated. nominated? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, God of War Ragnarok released last month, um, and it clearly, like, dominated, but I also feel like not, I mean, I haven't played the game yet, so, like, I'm not knocking it as the bad game, but I'm just saying it's also one that's very still fresh in everybody's brains, and so it kind of gives it, like, a bit of an edge there. Mm-hmm. Because didn't um, Elder Ring come out in 2021? Literally can't remember. No, I feel out. like it was earlier this year, though. No, it was early 2022. Oh, okay. No. Because I was about to say, like, Elder Ring was out for a full year. And, I mean, like, 
At least they yeah. had, like, it likes to, like, hit, well, either way, at least Elden Ring had a long, long longevity. And I feel like I agree with you, Benny. Like, it's, at least let the game be out for, like, seven to eight months. Like, it should not be qualified for this year. It should be qualified for next year. Yeah, I feel like October to October is, like, a solid time frame. Like, mm-hmm. you've released October previous year to October of the current year, and that's, like, your slot. I want to know who's these motherfucking people who voted for fucking Bayonetta for best action. Have you not played Ninja Turtles? That shit is so much fucking fun. I bet. Like, we can all play, and the best thing about it, we can help, like, this is one one of the few times in a fighting game if we are worrying about, like, there's no pizza on the map to revive a person, the other player can revive another player. Oh, I love that. I love that mechanic. And then we can boost another player. Like, all you do is go up to the other player and you do a high five with the turtle. And then, boom, you're boosted with your health. Like, just the little intricate things that, uh... What's the studio? Um, Tribute Games, um... Dot Emu has did for for uh for ninja turtles but eh fucking people uh best family game uh, this shocked the shit out of me beating out lego star wars skywalker saga splatoon nintendo switch sports which once again i'm agree with benny literally came out not too long ago um mario rabbits spark of hope kirby and the forgotten lands won for best family game Damn. I mean, that makes sense, though, Kirby. Kirby games make sense. Um, I'm not angry at that in any way, shape, or form. For best strategy game, beating out Dune, Total War, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. That last one, don't know what the fuck that is. Mario Rabbits, The Spark of Hope. Ooh, Okay. Best multiplayer game, beating out Call of Duty, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Splatoon 3. Which one? Splatoon 3 won. Oh. Beating, mm. out, uh, beating out Ninja Turtles, Overwatch 2, Multiverses, and Call of Duty. You know, honestly, I'm, 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 not, I'm not upset at that. That does kind of sound... Like within its wheelhouse to win, because even though like I, I don't know about I don't know about Ninja Turtles, but as far as the rest of them, like out of pure enjoyment, had I, I like all the other ones sound like they 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 the communities behind them suck honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but eh, I think Splatoon was like I guess the easy win because old elder millennials is going to definitely go for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and I think Splatoon is the most like you see like a, a good varying age groups playing Splatoon. Yeah, so, that makes like, sense. I can see why Splatoon beat out Ninja Turtles. And Overwatch, Blizzard fucked their funked their own um their own video game. Multiverses, eh, from what I've seen, it looks all right. Call of Duty, eh, who gives a fuck about that game? Anymore? Yeah. Um, most anticipated game, Legend of Zero. Wow. 
Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is the most anticipated game. That makes sense. I'm I'm very excited for that one. Um, best adaptation: Beating Out, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Son of the Hedgehog Two, and Uncharted, Arcane, League Legends. Also tracks. Hmm. Yeah, that was a good show. Also, didn't watch any of the other ones, so. <laughs> um, I feel Cyberpunk should have probably got pushed to next year because that came out also in I'll say September. Did it? Yep, it came out in September. Yep, September 9th. I watched it. I binged through it. Oh, you're talking about Edge Runners. Yeah, Edge Runners. Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, for, some reason, yeah. I, for some reason, I forgot you mentioned Edge Runners, and I thought we were talking about original Cyberpunk. I'm like, mm. Yeah, that still gives them three months to watch it. So it, it, it does have a solid fan base, and technically Edge Runners did help the video games 2077 get its finest new legs. Mm-hmm. Uh, think of all those shows you said, like, the most talked about one was arcane so it feels makes sense that that's the one so that one so far from when i've seen um like um, well I mean, we're not going to speak on twitter i'm going to stick to tumblr from here on out <laughs> seeing on tumblr edge runners and arcane is like the two most talked about and they were like literally neck at ne- um, neck and neck for like winning out so i think edge runners in the poll came out at 86 while arcane came out at 90 Mm, that is close. Yeah, that is super close. So, like, but still, um, Studio Trigger just you know, and um, CD Projekt Red even congratulated. Um, I cannot pronounce. I'm gonna just say Riot Games because I can't pronounce the other fucking one um, for winning for best adaptation. It was a beautiful art style. So I need to watch it. Gorgeous. Um, well written uh, cast is great the villain Ugh. nice the other categories we do not give two fairly fucks two tears in a bucket about <laughs> like none of, us, none of us give a fuck about esports or um, content creation next so what do you think about the winners for the video game awards I don't care I feel like uh, like most of them are like expected you know what i mean mm-hmm. and for the ones that like are a little bit more obscure for like most mainstream like casual viewers um they seem like they make sense within their categories the only one that i've had any major opinion on was just the fucking uh, just fucking wb beating out fucking the jojo's game yeah. but at the same time i i understand why but i'm not i'm not happy about it the question is did you vote no, of course not. That's also why I don't really have that much of an opinion. <laughs> I just feel like the video game awards are... I don't know. Not what they used to be, and I think people just watch them more for the trailers rather than the awards themselves. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, there was not, there was maybe like two trailers that got me hyped. None of the, anything else that was shown that got me like interested. Like I was scratching my head at that tra- that Transformers revital. Like, where, what? Uh, it's a first-person Transformers game. Who would the fuck to play that? Mm. The only one that got me kind of interested, just because I didn't realize it was a. I, I've never heard of the series before, and I heard it was like, oh, something older that they're going back to. From Software announcing Armored Core Six. Mm. Wow. Like that caught my attention. The trailer looked pretty interesting, 
And I like from software games, but I have no idea what to expect of Armored Core. I never played the original stuff. Never heard of it before I heard the commercial came out. But it was it was interesting enough to catch my attention. It's really the only thing I could say. Um, Cyberpunk, uh, Phantom Liberty, that trailer. I was not... Ex- as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh shit, you got id yourself. No, no, yeah, you messaged about that. I was like, holy shit. Now, he's not playing a character I wish he originally played, but okay, that's fine. That's fine. But what, what do you wish he would play? Uh, Morgan Blackhand. There's a mystery about him. Like, is he really dead? Is he, is he really alive? Like, where is he at? <laughs> but he's playing a, um, a proverbial, like, CI agent that you have to work with. Um, looks like in the DLC, so that's that's cool. Got you. So I'm hyped for that. That's coming some point. See, CD Projekt Red. There was no fucking Dragon Age trailer. Sons of bitches. And we didn't get no Spider Man trailer at that. Spider- like this another Spider Man game? Yeah, Spider Man Two from Insomniac Games. Oh. Yeah, they. Keep- I don't know why I blinked on that. They're, they, um, I think gaming companies like should like take from them. Like, they they told you, they showed you a trailer, they told you a rough estimate. It was like, and they usually tell, like, wait until we're ready to show you something. Like, they do not want to, like, just be like, all right, here, and then get people's hopes up. And they get another Bioware or another CD Projekt Red where it's just like disappointing. And what they're showing. So, I'm 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 hyped because they already spread in their company thin by. Uh, I guess they're working on they're working on Spider Man Two, the Wolverine game, and then a third game. So if they stay in Radio Silent, good. That means they're actually working. I'm fine with that. Hmm. Um, there is we did see the trailer for uh, Jedi Survivor. Oh yeah. Look like that's gonna be a self-contained area instead of um planet hopping. So far, at least. <clears throat> I mean, I think they're gonna. Have I don't know. I don't know if it's person. self-contained, man. Like, it just seems like they show it seem like they're gonna have like two-player compatibility, but that's just a. I'm guess. wondering if it's gonna be two-player or if it's gonna be like switching between know. characters. No, I almost feel like. I almost feel like it's going to be like that Marvel versus Capcom thing where you have your like teammate come in for a special move or something. Mm. Because if they're going to build the game the way that they built it on the architecture they did before, it doesn't make sense to me otherwise. Yeah, but this is also the same studio that like pioneered first person shooters. Yep. And like multiplayer shit. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. So it will be interesting to see what Respawn does with the sequel. I'm excited. Yeah. Going from a galaxy far, far away back to the olden days of the past of dragons and lore. Critical Role, Season 2 of Legends of Box Machina. I actually thought you were going to talk about Dragon Age Absolution. I could if you want. I can give a non-spoiler review. I mean, I watched it. I don't know if I, Onion or 
Christian care about. I know. Uh, I've not watched it, but I mean, I don't mind hearing about it if you guys want to talk about it. Okay. Can I be honest with you? Yes. Y'all talk about Dragon Age all the time, and I have no fucking clue what it is. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I assumed you didn't, but, you know, it's always good to get permission mm. before spoiling things. Yeah. I have been trying to figure out what Dragon Age is for so long. I refuse to Google it at this point. I'm just I mean, just, just listen to Maxon's backstory and all the characters associated with him. <laughs> and uh there Dragon. you go. I love uh, anyway. Um, I love when you sit down that hard. Anyway. <laughs> um I'm just gonna give it I'm gonna give it the rating. I'm gonna give it a three point five out of uh three point five out of five. Not good. Yeah, mine was like two and a half. It's not good. Not great. It's middle of the road. Um, I do like the main character. Um, actually, I like everyone except for two characters. Um, hate. They, it makes Dragon Age Two feel fucking like the heroes in that game are shit. Um. So, it's. I mean, like. Honestly, like, it feels unnecessary, but they did try and link it um, yeah. like they could. I am annoyed at what they did to Fairbanks. Fairbanks. Motherfucker deserved better. I know, right? That pissed um, me right the fuck off. I was like, you don't even try. Like, for non-fans, they might be like, oh, okay, yeah, but, like, true fans were like, bitch would never do that, shut the fuck up, like, she's a cunt, sorry, shouldn't say that, but she's a bitch, um, but, uh, also just, okay, it was, it was fine with Inquisition, because it was, it was fun, and it, like, made sense for the story, but, but, I don't need it to be Dragon Age for the recycling of villains. Thank you. Thank because you. bitch was a fucking statue. Yes. For context, in Dragon Age 2, you fight a, um, a knight commander named Meredith. Um, they get corrupted by Red Lyrium, and they and when you whip their ass, they get turned into it becomes a, a super cunt. That end turns into a fucking statue after you defeat her. That should be it. Null and void. Nothing should like they should not be back. And okay. they, and they come back at the end of the fucking um as an extra credit scene. Like what in the fuck? Oh, that's annoying. It was a statue, mind you. Yeah. That's annoying. Like it, like they like when I said they make the heroes in Dragon Age two feel weak. They did it in Inquisition, and they did it again here, but in animation form. Like, what was the like? What's the point? Oh, because the thing with at least Corypheus, it made sense for the story. Yes. he's fucking OG Darkspawn. Literally, need you know, like in the days of of old, like a fucking Grey Warden to like kill him. Yeah, and they didn't have that, and then they got corrupt, like. So it all made sense why he came back. And you're like, okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. This is a fun little nod to like a DLC from Dragon Age 2. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, 
But to pull that shit again? No. No. Uh, yeah. Like, I feel like that's good as, like, a one-time trick. Like... Yeah, it's a, it's like you can't jump the shark again. Yeah. Right. Like, um, just, yeah, like, how would you even describe, you know, it's basically like any time a fucking comic book villain comes mm-hmm. back and you're like, he's dead. And you're like, haha, just kidding. No, he's not. You're like, mm. mm-hmm. Like, if... <laughs> If Absolution gets put up for Game Awards for Best Adaptation for next year, I'm not voting for it. I doubt Absolution. Oh, for the video games. Okay, I was yeah. like, what? Sorry, my yeah. brain jumped to like the Dragon Age game. <laughs> yeah, like, what, like, what, like for Best Adaptation? Like, <laughs> like, no, I, like, no, it's. I'm like. Oh, you are super robotic. I don't know if it's just me though. No, it's it's robotic right now. Yeah. I don't okay. know why it's robotic. And I got a full. Oh, great! There we go. Discord I mean, being fucking. Hey, doobie. Technical difficulties. Okay. Please stand by. I'm back. Um. Come on. All right. There is... I can keep going if you need me to. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Arca- from seeing Arcane and seeing um, Edge Runners, they're actually... Why every time I fucking talk, it wants to go red? When I don't say mm. anything, it's a full fucking bar. I mean, right now that you're talking, we can hear you. Fine. Okay. Um, they actually adapt the stories from the game to make it fully realized and actualized and going from the fucking source material now if I remember correctly the two leads um, Roland and Miriam mm-hmm. are from the comics they have a story when I was hearing about this and I saw those characters, I was like, oh, they're going to be adapting maybe an issue or a trade from those comics. No, this is an original story. I was like, okay, that's fine. And you go through this six, in this six episodes, so it's very ages to binge within like two hours. But I'm like, this, like, you got the core of these two characters correct, but it's like the overall story just, it wasn't it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did appreciate that um, the um, uh, chick that played uh, Hira, Safira Hira, mm-hmm. I think was her nickname, um, was one of the voices for the Inquisitor in yeah. Inquisition. So it's like she's bitching about joining the Inquisition, and I'm like, bitch, you let it. Which- you. You led the Inquisition. Also, someone who's been watching a lot of Critical Role, everyone, mine is Josh Keaton, um, and the voice actors for the Night Commander and uh, Taventer. All those voice actors, including the voice director, uh, Mary Louise um, McGuinn, have all been p- player characters on Critical Role. Oh my god. And Matthew Mercer is the voice of Fairbanks. Nice. 
But then so yeah, that community there. Yeah, that community also. But then also, because they killed off his character so quickly, you have you're using Matt Mercer, so you need to keep on using him. He's the voices of just random ass characters throughout the show that either getting killed or or blown up. Yeah. Which is funny. Even Phil Lamar was doing some uh, of those VO, VO bits of getting uh, of random people getting killed and blown up. I was like, hey, you using you you got a short cast, you might as well use them to the fullest. Um Ashley Birch once again kills it as um Queenie, the Quinari mage. Um, it was I adorable. Hope, I hope we see more of Queenie in something because I'm like it's great to see Kunari that are not Iron Bull. Yeah. Fully realized, actualized, and actually have some form of character. Yes, I'm shitting on Iron Bull from Inquisition as someone who's been talking about Inquisition a lot. I'm shitting on this dude. Fuck him. More Queenie. And more of um, Roland and, um, oh my God, the dwarf dude. More of them too. It was a cute couple. It's going robotic again, just so you know. I, 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 I yeah. Understand. Discord does not love me today. Just keep talking. It's uh, it's it's just being fucky today. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, three point five out of five for me. Nice. Two point five. Mid at best. Mid. Now- <laughs> Spinning on or over. five out of ten, I guess, okay. with my rating scale. Okay. Um, the Legend of Vox Machina season two was gonna this these two castings surprised the fuck out of me. Lance Reddick and Cheech Marin. Yeah. What? You heard that right? Cheech Marin is going to be in Legend of Vox Machina. Who he's gonna play? I don't fucking know. That's cool, though. They're adapting the Chroma, the Chroma Conclave um, story arc from Campaign 1. So nice. All those dragons. Here in Lance mm-hmm. Reddick, all right, he's playing a dragon. He's, he has to be voicing a dragon. Like, you can't get Lance Reddick and not make him a villain. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to drop in and drop out, see if that works. <laughs> Maybe. Bone in my body to resist humming the Jeopardy theme. But I know that that shit's got to be copyrighted or something. <laughs> I can't do that. Just put lyrics. <laughs> this podcast. Discord. Discord never changes. My God. <laughs> this podcast is not even monetized. We should be fine. That's fair. <laughs> not like we're making money. <laughs> Lord knows we ain't making money. I should be good. Nice. I clicked the wrong fucking thing. There we go. Okay. So besides Lance Reddick and Chish Marin, Harry mm-hmm. Winkler is also joining the cast. Billy Boyd is joining the cast. Mm-hmm. Mr. Lord of the Rings himself. Um, mm-hmm. Sri Summer is joining Alana Ubach. Um, they're from Euphoria. I have not watched that show, so I wouldn't know who they are. Um, we mentioned them before. Mary Elizabeth McGlynn is coming. But I'm coming in. Troy Baker is joining. Um, Sadil Ramathorki from Heroes. I'm gonna guess that's the dude to play Mohinder from Heroes. Oh, yeah. Um, and Ralph 
Einson from The Vich is also joining. I'm going to assume Troy Baker, um, Sindel, and Ralph Einson from The Witch are playing dragons. And I'm also going to assume Sri Summer. Because there's. Is it Sri or Cree? I thought it was Cree. I thought it was Sri. I could be wrong. We could both be wrong. For Cree Summer? I'm pretty sure it's Cree. Okay. Well, yeah. third, that was the third opinion there. Got it. Yeah. Um, I know Wilfredell and Mary Elizabeth McGlynn are reprising their characters from the game in the animated show. Um, I'm going to assume Billy Boy, Cree Summer, and like I said, the other three could be playing the dragons. So there's um, a black dragon, the main dragon, Thordak, the red dragon, a green dragon, a white, and then I forgot there was a there was a fifth one. Uh, I know David Tennant voiced the dragon last season and got he voiced the dragon last season. Damn, that's yeah. cool. Um, so this is gonna be very interesting. Um, also returning to cast from last season into season one, Stephanie Patrice is coming back. Ooh, very fun. Um, Adira Varma is returning. Gina Torres is returning. Kelly Hu and Ismay Creed Miles are all returning from season one. Very cool. Um, I would definitely say, Benny, this is a one of the most adult fantasy animations ever, and you should definitely see it. Okay. I shall keep my eye out for it. Um, you don't need to watch Critical Role to get um, what's going on. I think there's like one of the few times like people don't need to watch the, the the campaign to get what's going on. This is good just to jump right on in. Okay, that's good. It would feel weird to have a show that you would need like 200 plus hours of backstory to understand. Yep. And plus, it also helped them like get more gain more fans from just watching Legend of the Vox Machina at that. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's a solid show. Um, funny, there is some super dark moments, and um, see, uh, Sam Regal um, with some original music. Um, in season one, there's a song called "Anal Beads of Love." That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my god, I love the Bard in Legend of Vox Machina. I've only seen like two or three episodes, so I can't really commentate on the actual story of it, but that bard just, he's great. I love him. It's, I'm going to have to admit, it was a banger. Nice. <laughs> uh, the only, my only gripe with Legend <laughs> of the Vox Machina, every time they use Desmond in anything, he's either a bitch or a villain. Why? Why the name Desmond has to be a synonymous with punk ass people or people or uber villains? I don't get it. I feel like that's a loaded question there, Des. I'm not a fucking villain. I don't live. Well, no, we did say I will live long enough to be the villain if I did have Dr. Manhattan. You're like, I'm not the villain. I just want to kill everybody on Earth with Dr. Manhattan superpowers. I'm not the villain, but I have said I would just murder people. So never mind. Des, you lived. 
You lived long enough. You're here. <laughs> Hence the silence. <laughs> and not only You're that, like, when... you think this is your villain origin story? No, this is your prologue. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Like, Discord, quit fucking me. Let me talk. <sighs> oh, I did finally get around to watching Violet Night and highly recommend. Oh, it yeah? It's fucking funny and pretty brutal. That's good to hear. I, I, like, I like David Harbour. I want to continue liking him. He's great. He's fucking perfect. Um, the best way I can describe it is it's very much like um, a Deadpool Christmas. Yeah. So, like, you know, the Deadpool movies are just, like, fun, uh, yeah. violent, uh, and then sometimes it surprises you with, like, a little bit of heart, and you're like, you son of a bitch, you you tricked me. You tricked me. Yeah, like Making me feel happy feelings before. here. Yes, son like, of a bitch. Like, I, I was spitting out my popcorn, now I'm spitting out my eyes. Fuck you. Ugh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Um, that's good to hear. Yeah, he's great. Fucking um, honestly, like everybody in the movie is great. Like, was wonderful casting <laughs> across the board. John Linguizamo is just like fucking chewing up that scenery. Love um, it. So yeah, definitely recommend that for a good Christmas romp. Sounds good. Through the bloody fields. Bah humbug. Bah humbug, Des. Are you not in the Christmas espiritu? I've never been in the Christmas spirit in the last 20 years. Oh, uh, so you would just vibe with John Leguizamo's character in that movie? I will watch it one day when it comes out on streaming services around the globe. He's like, I will watch it. During, like, fucking, you know, August. Yeah. Like, in the middle of fucking summer, I'll watch a Christmas movie. That's that's a mood, though. I do that. <laughs> but coming next summer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. The trailer oh, my drop. God. Very excited for that. Go ahead and talk about it, because Discord is still fucking me. Um... I feel like like the I'm very excited, but also like the trailers definitely. I don't want to say like misleading, but it's like it's a padded trailer because like the first seventy five percent of that trailer felt like uh, just recap of the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> and then a quick shot of like here's all the fun stuff I could see afraid. in the next movie. I'm afraid that that's indicative that the movie is going to be low-key rushed. I'm... Because if they're padding yeah. out a trailer with old stuff, then, you know, yeah. like... Yeah. How much are they working with at the moment? How much are they going to have to crank out right before that release date? Yeah. Because yeah. at this point, like, I feel like Sony is... I don't want to say they're banking on this, but I feel like they definitely maybe threw a couple more eggs into this basket with how abysmal 
their, you know, Spider-Verse has been. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah. Um. What Spider-Verse? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I legit would not be surprised, yeah, if you know, they, I don't want to say come crawling back to Marvel, but again, like, go crawling back to Marvel, go crawling back to Marvel, basically, where it's like, okay, help us. Like, <laughs> fine. Team up again. We make a, we make a great team, right? I feel like if they go back to Marvel, we would have never got these Spider-Verse movies. I mean, in a way, I think you're right. In another way, I feel like we the trade-off would have been we would have gotten better movies. True. Um, I'm not, I hope... I'm not saying like like I'm not saying like them never having it in it. Like I'm just saying now because the last few movies they release have been shit. Yeah. So like, with the only exception of the Marvel Spider-Mans, which were more of a Marvel production than a Sony one. Exactly. So, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I like the Venom stuff, but they're not really doing much with it. Well, two, one thing I agree with, um, Jason, I hope the soundtrack is just as bang of a banger like the first one. That's true, the soundtrack was sick. And then secondly, please don't turn Miguel O'Hara, who's going to, the first time being used in animation, don't make him Kingpin 2 in the first one. Yeah. You are going robotic again, so it's like every other word. For some odd reason, I'm checking the playback while we're going. It don't sound robotic on playback, but it sounds robotic for y'all, which is weird. Yeah, it's Discord. So, at least OBS is picking me up, but still, it's, it's still robotic for y'all, which is, is pampering the conversation. I know that for sure. Got you. Um, I just don't want Kingpin to. I just, if it's about his kid, which is fine, but you got Oscar Isaac. He's going to turn out a, a solid performance. I give him that. Yeah, he's going to, like. I don't, uh, that's so weird to think he's going to be in, I don't know. I just think about all the different actors that keep crossing over into different IPs and it's just, it's too, I think I'm, I think I'm finally starting to get superhero fatigue. Yeah. Like, I think it took a while, but I think I'm finally starting to get superhero fatigue. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, we're like, going we on almost. I mean, just if we're talking just straight Marvel Cinematic Universe, we're going on 15 fucking years now of these movies. But if we're just talking about like the superhero boom, then yeah, we're like fucking 25 minus that little lull in the 90s because of uh, some pretty bad Batman movies. Yeah, that's fair. But they're the kind of bad that we look back at now and appreciate. Oh, those they're... are so bad they're good. Like, hmm? they're so bad they're good. Like, yeah, exactly. Now we've just been getting 
you know, bad, bad movies. I mean, I just, yeah. Like, when was the last time we had a superhero movie that felt like uh, like campy in the same way that like the Tim Burton uh, Batman did. Mm. Like I can't remember. Also, Deadpool. Like I feel like Deadpool had some definite campy moments, but also like yeah, might just been more the fourth wall breaking humor. I feel like Deadpool is the closest we've gotten to it. Then. In the way where the movie doesn't need to take itself seriously all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, I guess there's just the weird balance that (laughs) even Marvel sometimes can't keep in check because they'll also do like, you're like, oh, this is a very serious moment. And then all of a sudden there's like humor to cut through it. And then you're like, mm. Yeah, see, that's why that's why I keep harping on it. But it, it threw me so much just because it fell out of nowhere to me. Mm-hmm. I keep harping on it. But I, I, I keep thinking about that thing in Multiverse of Madness. Where like just the, the entire death of the fucking uh, uh, Illuminati. Oh, mm-hmm. Where I was like, hey, yeah. this, is, this is cool. But all of a sudden, it went real, like, invincible out of nowhere. And I know they had, like, build Multiverse of Madness to where it's, like, it's supposed to be a, a horror mo- uh, horror-esque movie and stuff like that. Yeah. But the whole movie didn't feel horror-esque to me until literally that one part. And then I was like, okay, yeah. but on top of that, this almost feels just gratuitous. Because I remember, like, the whole visceral reaction I had when I first saw... Like the the you know the fucking multiple superhero fight scene in um in freaking um injustice mm-hmm. or invincible sorry invincible and then like stuff that we've been getting from the boys and all that and I'm like okay this is its own thing to the side like as a commentary on you know regular regular superhero traditional stuff yeah I feel and- like that's Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was, I was just gonna say. And then, like, it feels like Marvel tried to take a piece of that themselves, where they wanted to be like self-reflective, or not self-reflective, but like self-referencing on like, oh yeah, see guys, we get it. We know how to do that stuff too. But it's like you can't really do that when the entire movie has not felt like that in any way, shape, or form. Like you can technically, but yeah. then it feels less. It feels less like you're trying to shock the audience. And more like you're like, this is what you want, right? Yeah. Um, and it's sort of that thing where, like, Disney, um, even by, like, Walt Disney's own words, sort of painted themselves into this corner of family-friendly. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, can't go any higher than PG-13. Yeah. Um and Marvel is just so entwined with Disney that it's like, obviously with the exception of perhaps Deadpool 3, like, we're not really ever going to get like a R-rated, like truly R-rated um, Marvel movie. Because I, like, fingers crossed that it's not, but I can't help but feel like, you know, Deadpool 3 might even be like 
pushing that line between like the PG thirteen and R. Um, yeah. But like, I just feel it would have been like so amazing for them to truly do a horror movie. Yeah. And again, like Sam Raimi, love him. Um, pretty much love vast majority of the stuff he does. Um, and he would have been like so great at it because you know, Drag Me to Hell is still a fantastic fucking horror movie yep. where you know the heroine loses. Yeah. Um, and so to kind of, I feel like. It was a missed opportunity. I know it's a Doctor Strange movie, but like to show it more from like Wanda's perspective or to make it make more sense other than like book bad, make yeah. Wanda bad. Yeah. Um, but just to get those truly like horrific moments or even just more taunting. So like, because you know, when she like was busting out of like the mirror universe that was pretty great and creepy but like if they had shown the kids like her children screaming yeah. at her in that mirror universe that you have to help us like i feel like it just would have been more understanding i mean i'm still gonna support wanda because like she's a bad bitch and i'm here for her <laughs> villain arc mm-hmm but I just also feel like we didn't quite get the villain arc because Marvel can't fully commit to that. Two villains. <laughs> like, um, like Marvel can't give us a definitive villain ever. Yeah. There always has to be like something uh, understanding or redeeming about them in some way, shape, or form, which... I'm not saying, like, to have, like, an understandable villain is a bad thing. Love that. Most of the but time, not, people... Not every single one. But not every single one. Like, give me some truly just evil fucking people. And don't, like, do the heel turn. Kind of, like, you had, like, this good thing with Thanos. And then in Endgame, it was like, oh, I'm just just bad like yeah. he felt cartoonishly evil in mm-hmm. endgame versus the setup of all the previous other movies well because the thing is it's like uh the thing with thanos in marvel and then changing him uh his major motive mm-hmm. without changing his action kind of mm-hmm. really misinterpreted his character for that reason yeah because it's yeah. like okay he feels cartoonishly evil because in the comics he actually is but they, got rid, but they got rid of that reasoning in the Marvel one to give a more grounded one. Yeah. But they kept all the actions the same. So it's like grounded ideals, but he's acting cartoonishly evil. Because yeah. for those that don't know, which I feel like how could you not with how much people talk about it now, even if you haven't read the comics. But at the same time, I get it if you haven't. Uh, in the comics, Thanos is like... After trying the Infinity Stone, so that way he can kill half of all life on the universe, so that way he can hit on Lady Death, because yeah. he wants to like get with Lady Death. He wants to like, tap that death. Serious? Yeah, yeah, like literally in, yep. in in the comics, Thanos is fucking like 
is is like love blind. That's mm -hmm. I mean, what nice unhinged motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you when you put it in that context, far to say yeah. that like he could be the first um, mainstream incel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But see, that's 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 why we're yeah. That's exactly the the point. Like, if you put that into context with Thanos's actions now, it's like, oh, that makes more sense. He is cartoonishly evil and all that kind of stuff. But then it's like, okay, no, I just want to bring balance to the universe because fuck everybody, and I'm gonna yeah. be altruistic. Except he's really not being altruistic in any way, shape. Yeah, because like, it's like they gave they gave him the um. Almost like the storyline of like Ozymandias from Watchmen, you know, where he's yeah. like, "Oh, I gotta kill like a million people to save billions." Yeah, and it's like you know that's like uh like fascinating it's so topic to talk about, sure. But like, if you, I don't know, I feel like if you just don't deliver that with the villain, yeah sort of falls apart a little bit it's so cartoonishly evil that it was really easily understandable to see why thanos was actually a help in like what if yes like still cracks me up that fucking what was it, episode two i think it was i think so like one of chadwick's final performance yeah yep fucking hysterical like Thanos being but, like you know I've got a I've got a plan <laughs> <laughs> it's still genocide oh <laughs> like, but anyway that was a that was lovely a little black black hole tangent brought to you by black hole tangents yep and it still was on topic it was still on topic technically Relatively so. There you I go. Guess. There you go. Benny, we're not meeting our quota. Damn it. I'll say my only my only thing. You have to be more irreverent. I don't have superhero fatigue is just I do agree. Don't chalk up a heavy moment with the community. I do definitely agree with that. Yeah. Like I'm still psyched for uh Quantum Mania, but I'm also a little nervous just because the Ant-Man movies have always been more comedic and throwing comedy in with a slightly serious topic bit <laughs> um so little little nervous but I mean, I'm also just mostly excited to see fucking Jonathan Majors just crush it. That's gonna be fun. That will be fun. Um. Oh shit! I, 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 I'm still so proud that I like I've looked around on the internet, and I didn't see anyone else guess that those fucking robot dudes in Loki. Or Jonathan Majors. Yo. Our resident Bethirist here. That was from our Lost Loki episodes, everybody. Yep. Benny called it. Benny actually called it. Like, before it happened. 
Okay. So proud of that. I'm so proud of that. Yep. Well, I just read something while I was having y'all keep on going with the conversation while these asshole siblings of mine was having a full-on conversation on the complexities of Damian Wayne. Like, who gives a fuck about that little fuck? Um, <laughs> Finn Wolfhart um, came out and said, yeah, he'll be back for Ghostbusters uh, for the Ghostbusters sequel. Hey, that's good news. Um, I, they had to push production because uh, the actress who played the granddaughter had mm-hmm. surgery for multiple sclerosis. Ooh. Ouch. So they pushed, I guess they pushed production back so that she can have be 100% for it um, for when they start back. No, that's good. Like, God damn. Like, that's... Whew. Yeah, that's not a that's not a, a good thing, but at the very least it's it's a good thing that there's some be, something being done about it. Yeah. Someone who does the kind of pain. I, I don't know anything about back pain, but whew, I can tell you a whole lot about knee pain. Yeah. I hear second only to knee pain is back pain. Um Damn, I don't have, I have, a, I didn't have a good transition. No transition for what? Fuck, we're going into D and don't have a. I don't oh, have a. I don't there you have, go. I don't have a transition. Just get well soon. Third uh, only to knee pain and back pain is the pain of losing a character. In oh D&D. my god! Which, like, at least one person almost did this last session. Yeah. It was a. It was, even though we almost lost Ognash, it was still a good plan. It was just at the end of it, dice rolls. Yeah, it was the best plan possible. At the end of it, it was dice rolls. Yeah, you know, like you can have a good plan at all, but it can, like good example. Trying to me trying to break into a fucking warehouse, I was rolling like shit. Maxon, like Maxon tripped. Maxon got electrocuted. Maxon slipped and fell in mud. That it shit was, was so. <laughs> it was all those shitty dice rolls. Yeah. The soldiers getting great critical hits. At the end. Of yeah. The game, good dice roll. I couldn't even fudge those rolls because I had a witness. Yeah. So like that's why like. It's definitely like a game of chance playing D and D. Is like someday you're hot, the next <laughs> you're not. Yep. Like, and it can switch from moment to moment, from roll to roll. Yep. Because I think the first time I ever rolled double snake eyes was the breaking into the fucking warehouse. That shit was so funny, though. I was like, "Is that possible? Roll double snake eyes in D and D? What the fuck?" Yo, I can't wait, and I'm so upset that I don't have anyone anymore that I can tell about, like, the events of what's going to happen. But I can't wait for you guys to go back to that fucking warehouse. I can't, I can't fucking wait. I'm not not planning on it, but I can tell you the person who almost died wants to go back. Benny, Benny. A warehouse in the session that I missed. Shenanigans of the highest fucking order. Oh, great! Because I, oh my, I, 
I feel like I need you to calm down there with those spins, bro. <laughs> Before you knock yourself out. I've seen that before. I feel like you're doing those instead of just rubbing your hands together like Mr. Burns. Like excellent. <laughs> Do not pop by yourself. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Um I seriously don't want to go back to the warehouse. I want mm-hmm. us to keep on moving forward. But I do know, uh, if I remember correctly, Zell and Quantum wants to go. Because, one, Zell hasn't gone to the warehouse. So they wouldn't, like, have, the only context they have was, we was there prior. There's more guards. We sold a tank there. That's their perspective. There's, like, what's so special about this warehouse? Quantum wants to go back. I, I forgot for what for. I guess something to investigate. I was like, what the fuck for? We stole an important book. I feel like we should just keep on going. Yeah. I mean, well, honestly, either way works. You have... You have reasons to go back. You have no reasons to go back. You have all the choice in the world. I, I feel weird about talking about this because technically I can't technically say anything. So, you know... <laughs> It's one, technically this segment is more for y'all <laughs> hey, let's go back to the warehouse cause I was never there in the first place there you go okay you ready to go you, back to the warehouse you don't have to go back to the warehouse just because of fuckery it's okay I'm just saying there is fuckery well I feel like I feel like next session is going to be a very talkative session. We're, we're Probably. Like, but if we play our cards right and we pull off what we did before, like part of the session was talkative, but when we started doing the warehouse and then the, uh, the castle crypt. Okay. Yeah. And plus, I, I know Benny wants to, probably wants to fight. Or Niamh probably wants to get in there and get dirty. Well, she hates doing laundry. Don't worry, Max. This Max is weak to do the laundry. My God. Okay, I I, I have to appreciate how much you freak out, uh, uh, Alaria, with threats of going into the sewer. <laughs> by like this, somehow, like by this point, it's just us two now. Like I used to get like, okay, let me let's, let's see who can I pick on between Mouse and Alaria, but now that. The player is MIA and is Jason still here? And we're technically the only two from campaign one. Yeah, I'm going to be like, we got the sewer. That's fair. That's fair, yo. So this is this is like okay. This this is my this is gonna be my thing. Sewer diving. See, but the funny thing is, I've always honestly appreciated Max and Alaria's relationship. It is like of the of the campaign one relationships, it has been the one that has been the most well developed, honestly. And like a true TMNT fan that you are, you will jump into any sewer. Yep. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Even when it means meeting your past. In the form of a zombie. Man, that zombie <laughs> situation. 
That feels like so long ago now. Yeah. Right? I know it was really only like a few months, but that feels so long ago now. Right? Isn't it amazing that we can look back and be like, yo, we all like have memories of that as if it happened. That was pre-time skip, right? Yeah. That was yep. time skip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in game, it has been years in game since that's happened. Yep. That was I, I hate it. It's your character. It was once what you were actively playing, and it is now literally part of your character's history. Listen, that I remember when you presented that that scenario. I was like, I'm technically by myself. This is a nope moment. Two zombie wolves and a fucking zombie. Nope. nope and then nope. you saw the zombie's lack of face. Yeah. And realized what it was. <laughs> Instead of going like, fuck zombies, it's more like, man, fucking off, you motherfucker, you ain't here, I'm to deal with this, I have to deal with this, fuck. I had literally been planning that since the day the zombie left. Like, since the day you guys killed him, and and Ulf was like, get out of here and keep walking, I was like, alright, they're gonna find him again, and I... they're gonna find him, like, most likely in, like, some kind of magical place, and then, like, a couple months later, I made up the, like... The mushroom city thing, and then uh, and then uh, put him in there, and I was like, "Yeah, now we wait." It's been fucking years. <laughs> I I get me and my character lit the fuse, but the motherfucker known as Off, aka the player Jack, blew the shit the fuck up. <laughs> uh, Jack I, Jack was a great shit starter. I loved it. I can admit, I started so much fun. But I did not. <laughs> Caused a zombie. I didn't say you caused it. I just said you had to deal with it. Like, oh my god. I don't consider that the sins of the past. <laughs> it was just a, 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 a unfortunate situation that now is a lot bigger. Man, it was so funny. Like, I won't call out exactly what it was, but there was a moment where Zell and I were talking about... Um, we were talking about like uh, stuff that we want to run and like different different um, scenarios and stuff that we want to run. And he brought up a specific uh, he brought up a specific supplement that he's like, I got this supplement. It sounds awesome. Like it's it's it does this and this and that, this and this and that. And as he was describing it, I was like, Oh hey, is this the name of the supplement? And he's like, Oh yeah, have you have you heard of it? I was like, Yeah. I ran that for my players, it, like in our version, a couple of years ago. I, mean, I won't call out exactly what it was, but absolutely the thing he was like referencing was the thing I based uh, like a specific scenario we were using off of, and I was like, "Oh, awesome!" <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a guess. Axel. Okay. No, Axon was fully me. Shabby. The only thing that the only thing that existed from Axon that I got was just the layout. Everything else inside Axon was me. Damn, that's fucking weird. Out of everyone in this, in this call, I'm the only one who actually experienced Axel. Nobody else does. That's true. Like, yo, what if what if one day you guys need to go back to Axel? It should be relatively safe. Should be. Because it's supposed to be the fa- a fallout shelter for the town of Fanlin. Yeah. Uh, what if all of a sudden it wasn't safe anymore? Let's be real. It's an axe house until somebody makes it an axe home. Mm. <laughs> mm. Thank you, Manny. 
You're welcome. Exit. What? Exit. Stage left, please. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Um, Technically? Technically? Axholm is the only way that you know how to get back to the Shadowfell. Yeah, because... Oh. And we didn't close it. You didn't close the portal. It's still there. (laughs) You just left a portal to the Shadowfell open there, by the way. It's been open this whole time. What? Oh my god, that tracks so much. There's two instances we didn't do what we said we was going to do. The closing of Axe Home. I mean, closing that portal and then going through the tunnel system that potentially may have more giants and shape-changing orcs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. Ooh, I remember that. Y'all never even went to that section. Because you guys really never went through the mines. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember you guys never followed up on the promise to the green dragon. Yeah, oh, the green dragon remembers. Yeah, that's going to be a problem at some point. We'll fucking fight him. Fuck it, all right? I want to actually fight a goddamn dragon. Because here's the thing. We talked our way out of a dragon. We, one person just literally tore the veils of reality to get rid of one. We didn't... And and nuked that son of a bitch. And we talked our way out of a situation with a dragon. I think by this point, we're just going to have to straight up fight one. Yeah, you've technically never straight up beaten a dragon. Yeah, so we're just going to have to fight. Like, fuck it. You guys, honestly, I'm not even joking. You guys are capable of taking on a dragon right now. Like, just by this point, like, bring bring him on. <laughs> like, like. To be fair, to be fair, the dragon that you talked yourself out of was the weakest dragon of all dragons in D&D. Oh, I would just like the record to show that literally it is only Des that is asking for. Yes. Dragon combat. Yes. Honestly, honestly, Benny, it's I, enough. I never. Here's the thing, though. Plain, plain, plain Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not. A, I am not an. I am not an unjust god. I. <laughs> plain Dungeons and Dragons. I can say. I can. I, we technically. I fought two. Well, two legendary. It's just a democracy. It's a cheerocracy. Yeah, I'm cheering it on. <sighs> I need to get a real chance to play the going against the mimic. Um, cause I was, um, I had the flu and I was out. So Christian had to play for me. So I never, Yo, and that wasn't even a regular mimic. That was like, that was the first time I ever homebrewed a monster. Yeah. So there was so much broken with that mimic, yeah. but like I have since refined it. Okay. I never really like true as a player got to fight it. So, um, <laughs> Yo, I, that straight up had 200 health points. That shit was broken. <laughs> and, and, um, just thinking of things we haven't gotten to use yet. Uh, well, they help come up with Learning about an aboleth, like I was like, oh shit! And you said how legendary of a, a monster it is in D and D. I was like, oh shit! We fought one and we got to kill it. Um, a mind flare is one we got to see, but we never got the fight yet. I'm pretty sure one day we probably will end up fighting a mind flare. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, let's let's let yeah, sure. And um, we got to fight a pit fiend, which is another legendary D and D monster. We got to the fight. pit fiend. Yeah, the pit fiend. I got looks- to kill a pit. <laughs> like I, if of anything, I would like to fight a legendary D and D monster, and I guess by this point it would be a dragon. Like let, you know what D and D monster you fought that you don't realize was a classic one. The flail snail was a classic one. Oh shit! That's a classic one. 
Awesome. Oh, yeah, and it was just two of us fighting and not a group. Yeah, that was just you and Ulf, and you guys took that thing out. To be fair, if it was all of you, I was going to put two of them in there, but since it was one of you, I left it at one. I know that was like right around that ax home point. That's when we started losing players. That's when we had a, sh- a player shift for sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm no longer scared to fight a dragon. Bring it on. You know the funny thing, right? Ah, never mind. That's spoilers. Fuck. Never mind. Yeah, don't do spoilers because... <laughs> Here's the thing. You put so much, and we keep praising you for this. You put so much into it for story, and then you make combat super interesting. Hey, thank you. Hence why we all like to strategize outside the game. Like, by this point, I have already strategized how to fight a fucking dragon. <laughs> nice. It's to, it's really to the point where I'm like, okay, we need to spread everyone out because if we're all grouped together, this fucking dragon could TPK us. Oh yeah, I'm glad you learned the spread out thing. Because I'm like, I'm like I'm I'm strategizing how to fight a dragon. We haven't fought a fucking dragon yet. So let's do it. And if that green dragon roll up on us, it's gonna be like. I can already picture like a lot of like, bitch, I pumped two shots in the pit fiend. You ain't nothing. I turned that motherfucker into a broken disco ball. Booyaka shot. That was so good. We got this dragon shit. The dice really came through for me on that one. Like, I, I know that fight took long, but God, well, I think was it worth it. <laughs> it was what, three or four sessions? It was three sessions. Three. It was three sessions, and the last one went, I think, like five hours. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But oh my god, that was that was a that uh, that was so much planning coming, and I was so happy about it. And I was like, this is that was the first time where I was like, I'm really gonna start throwing a like whatever I can that I've set up at them right now. Like, that was the most volatile situation that I have had ever put you guys in. The most NPCs that possibly could have changed the, the scenario. The most, like, moving parts that were going at one time. The most enemies that we had ever had on the map at one time. Like, there was so much stuff that I had planned for that. Where I was like, there are so many moving parts here where, like, no matter where you go, some shit's going to pop off. No matter where you go, what you do, something is going to happen in an unexpected way that I can't quite quite plan. And the only thing I planned to do was kill Deva. It was the only thing I planned. And somehow you guys even managed to change that. We're the change You're welcome. Like, I, w- I was in that dice roll and having a pretty good deception and, persuas- and persuasion. I got to be Cesar Chavez <laughs> for that moment and be like, wage think about the wages that you're getting that you're not getting and causing all every single one of those soldiers to fight on our side did they die um, i yes. would just like to point out that caesar chavez never uh had people die yeah, for him. i was very against violence <laughs> i get that and so... i'm gonna i'm gonna you know what? i'm gonna recant my statement and say I um, understand what you mean, but you chose a very odd leader to describe for that. I'm gonna recant my statement yeah. and I'm gonna say Winston Churchill. 
Also, not he really. Got, he, he actually got people killed. No. Yeah. No. Well, no. You know what? You know what? How about um, let's let's split the diff, right? And we'll say um. I feel like you would be more like um, what the fuck was his name in in Cuba? Um, oh, Fidel uh, Castro. Yep. Yeah, okay. Right. Oh, Castro. You're like, yeah, let's, let's like, fuck, rise up, let's do this fucking shit, and then like, literally, don't even care that they for fucking the people, die for the people, and then like, all of them fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that was totally your Fidel Castro moment for sure. You think you think that's gonna be my only Fidel Castro moment? <laughs> oh, um, you know, I feel like you're doing a lot more Fidel Castro moments here in Antiva. Yeah. Um, no. Wait for Maxin to figure out a way to clone himself and use it as a stand-in for his own death. Oh, <laughs> I switched up uh, a particular spell for another one. Mirror image. I was I was reading the spell. I was like I was reading the spells because we we all got the level up last on um, this past Sunday, and I was going. I was like, people. I know people was picking truths, but I was reading the spells and I got to mirror image and I was like, huh. It. I cannot tell you how broken it is to play with any kind of like double version of yourself. There was there was a moment in the D and D game that I play uh, with my friends like last week, not or two weeks ago when we played, where we were in the middle of a fight and our barbarian got uh, got like tricked, uh, basic or charmed basically into like fighting me and like trying to kill me, and I my character like we had one of our players is a wizard, and he. He made a clone of me. He made a a fucking clone of me that has all my spell slots and all my spells and everything. And like it can move independently. Like it's basically a second me. And I can control a second me during my turn. Has all my fucking cleric spells and everything. And so there was a moment where like the barbarian's gonna try to fight me, and I use mislead with my character which creates uh basically an illusory double of me exactly where i'm standing while simultaneously turning me invisible and allowing me to move like double my speed and let the clone move so i do that to distract the barbarian from trying to physically actually hit me even though he's like trying to get the clone of me then use the secondary clone to uh to seventh level firestorm while I, as my own character, use my meta magic to change that firestorm damage from fire into poison, so that way I can completely cover the map with all the enemies and not affect my friends because my friends have poison uh, negated. They can't take any kind of poison damage. So I turned 7d10 worth of fire into 7d10 worth of poison using two different characters while simultaneously also avoiding getting hit while invisible all in one turn. That's badass. There's so much fucking shenanigans you can do when you have a secondary double of yourself. <laughs> That's why I picked that. I was like, I think Mirror Image would be really, really fun. Mirror Image is really fucking good. I'm like, oh, I get to hit this person. And I'm like, psych! You thought I was there, but I'm right here. That, that meme where, like, um, the person sit there in the, um, in the church pew, and the person's pointing the gun behind them, then behind them. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> they were like, "I got Maxim, but there's Maxim behind you." No, I got this one. And, no, and there's the real Max at the top, like one shot, yeah. one kill. It's like, 
<laughs> I'm just yeah, imagining multiple Maxins. Like Maxin is going full Naruto and just like shadow cloning himself in the middle of fights. <laughs> By this point, I'm kind of shooting myself in the flood, and I not really like reading. I I'm not saying it would be dangerous or an OP character, but looking at the feet for Monk way of the Shinomi Shinobi, mixing that with a fucking monk. Oof. There's some, there's some, there's some beef there to have. Like I literally have notes on my, uh, on my phone of like different what classes mix with could mix with one another. Here's where I created, oh, yeah. here's where I created that barbarian that has wild magic that is also a druid that can heal. I cannot wait for your game because I'm, I really want to play that fucking Palak, that Paladin Warlock. I think because everyone is working and it's the holiday season. I think that's the only reason why we have not started yet. I know, I know. I'm just letting you know. I'm still very excited for it. Yeah. Because then everybody went. It went from like we're going to have fun. We're gonna. It's going to be a good PvP. To like we're going to try to beat each other's asses. That's what you wanted in the first place. Don't even act like you didn't want that. Oh no, no, no. I do want that, but it. <laughs> but also, I can't. Re- I'm not going to repeat what everyone is saying. Oh, that's true. That's true. Okay, I just want to know when we're going to be doing part three, too. Um, Yo, we should organize when we're doing part three for the fucking... Sparnival. Sparnival, yeah. I want to finish Sparnival up. Because either... Here's here's the thing. Sparnival, we're at a point where literally... Either you, you guys are going to die within the first, like, two hours, or you're going to survive the game. Okay. Okay. That's where we're at. You want to know what else I'm waiting on? What's up? Our, our, our watch party! Winner, okay, okay. Last time it was only because I had to do the fucking, like, I was... I was you had uh, the birthday shenanigans. Against... And the birthday shenanigans shit. Yeah, exactly. But, but, I want to watch RRRR. When can we do that? I mean... Tomorrow's what, Wednesday? Yeah. Y'all want to do it tomorrow? Oh, I'm busy. I'm actually off work tomorrow. Ooh. I mean, I'm good with either Wednesday or Thursday. Just can't do it. Onion, what's your day look like on Thursday? I work on Thursday, so I probably would not be able to do Thursday. Wednesday works best for me. Hmm. About on, uh, I have D&D on Friday. Uh, Otherwise, it would be Saturday or instead of recording on Tuesday. We can skip out recording on Tuesday. Yeah. You guys want to do next Tuesday then? Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, I can do that. Alright, yeah, let's do it. Next Tuesday, record. I don't know if we're recording it, or we're just going to do the uh, the recap afterwards, or like, review afterwards. But, uh, hey, listen, listen up, uh, listeners. Coming at you soon, an RRR review, or reaction. We haven't decided yet. I was say reaction. I think that's good. Reaction would be funny. Reaction would be funny. But it would have to be... We're, we're going to have to put it out like one of those things where like, hey, uh, start playing the video now. <laughs> so that okay, way... Like, like a we listen. should call it the review, reaction, and reception. Re- revaction? 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 Well, is RRR, so it's got to be three R words. Um, ooh, ooh, okay, okay. The uh, the retroactive recording row. 
while they workshop that, thank you for listening to this episode of the Space Hiding Collective Podcast. Um, you can listen. God, I'm free. Oh, the railroad recording. Um, you got a little behind the scenes of how we plan shit. Let's uh, play the seat of our pants. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably by this time next week, we'll have a whatever the fuck we're calling it reaction to RRR. Peace out, people. Shut, 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 shut.